what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning into Weekly Words Extended Podcast. I am your host, Robert Timmons, and today we have special guest, Mr. Ray Vara. What's up, Ray? Hey, what's up, Rob? <laughs> it's an honor to be here on your uh, podcast as a guest. I'm looking forward to it. For sure, for sure. I'm so excited for you to be here, Ray. Uh, for those of you that do not know, I met Ray about two years ago when I started going to his small group, his men's small group, and Ray has been monumental in my walk with God and helping me to learn what it means to be a man, uh, you know, one day to be a father and a husband, and to just, you know, have my identity planted in Christ, and he's been one of the people who's been holding me accountable, so I couldn't think of anybody better to be here today for this this podcast, so thank you. It's an honor for me. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. So for those of you that might not know as well, just want to give you some background on Weekly Words Extended Podcast. This did stem from a web series I started back in 2018 called Weekly Words, which was meant to just be a five to 10 minute inspirational message for people as they go through their week. And as I said in that for two years, God put on my heart to start a podcast, Weekly Words Extended. Here we are. And the idea behind this is just to continue that conversation from Wednesdays and for me to be able to bring on a special guest. And we go deeper into those challenges and into those topics and just further the conversation so that we can have more tools for us to grow in ourselves, grow as a community and grow closer to God and to be encouraged through that process. Because the thing is that we all go through very similar thing things. The themes of our life are the same. It's just the details that are different. But if we can grow in community and, and listen and hone into each other's experiences, we really can make it further in life and make it closer to God. So <laughs> that's why we're here. So this week we're going to get started and we're going to talk about Take two, I'm sorry, take three and take four from Weekly Words, specifically called Chained and Hidden Treasure. So to start off, we'll talk about uh, take three, Chained. And if you didn't get a chance to listen, go ahead and check it out on YouTube or IGTV. But I will give a quick recap for you all. So in the Chained episode of Weekly Words, I spoke about a story that I heard a speaker speak on back at a conference I went to a couple years ago. And he was saying that uh, the way that trainers keep elephants tied to a fence is by chaining them when they're children. Because an elephant as a full adult can actually break that chain easily, but they don't because they have that mentality that they can't do it because they've been chained since they were a child. And when they were a child, they didn't have the strength to break through the chain or to break the fence. And when they tried, they would scar themselves and get hurt and experience pain. And so when they grew up and they had the strength to do it, they didn't even try. And this was so crazy to me because I was thinking that the same way that the elephant was minimizing its strength and its potential, that we sometimes do that exact same thing. We're chained to mentalities from our childhood and from our younger days or an area when we failed or a time when we couldn't. And we think that that is the standard now. But really, we have the strength of that elephant to actually break free from those things. So uh, going on to that concept, Ray, I don't know if you want to add anything to that summary or maybe kind of speak to sometimes when you've been changed yourself and you had to break those chains or you know someone close to you has as well. Yeah, Rob, no, I totally agree with um, what you're saying there. I think um, chains are really developed at a young age. Uh, studies even show that um, our habits are formed as a child from nine years and younger. Wow. So society and our culture 
uh, growing up really has an impact on us. It really changes us. It really teaches us um, how to think, really, you know, to when we become adults, we actually just live out of that habit from childhood. So really, 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 really understand that society definitely has that impact. And, um, uh, yeah, so for some, for me, uh, I think some chain breakers, I mean, some chains that, uh, that I, I had as a child was even the mentality of, of being poor all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I, my parents, you know, really my mom at the time, she was always taking care of us, working, you know, two or three jobs, but we were always just kind of getting by. So having that poor mentality, you know, even growing up is like, man, we'll always be poor. Mm-hmm. We'll always live this type of mm-hmm. lifestyle. Um, so, yeah, even having that chain for a while yeah. until I realized, like, no, I can be better. I can do better. You know, I can actually achieve more and have a better lifestyle and living a better lifestyle. So that was one chain. Even seeing my mom um, kind of spend you know, she's been kind of like, even though she worked two or three jobs and mm-hmm. we were living um, kind of paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. you know, the money that we did have, it was low, like really not going to savings or anything. It was more spent on, you know, careless things and getting more in debt. So that was one thing that I grew up to is like, you know, we have credit cards just to spend, but not really thinking about the consequences of, you For know, where future. that can take us in the future. Yeah. Owing, you know, so much money with interest and all that other stuff, but... That's one thing, finances, for sure. Um, I would say another thing that um, childhood developed was like even relationships. Mm. Relationships for me, um, I didn't value, or I wasn't taught, you know, the value of relationships. So I definitely have my fair share of damaging relationships before I be, before I came to Christ. Yeah. So I would say even that has effect on, on you know, how you treat for me, how I treat women, you know, now, mm-hmm. now I'm married, thank God, <laughs> I'm married, and I have a beautiful wife and children, so I value her, I praise her, but uh, before then, it was like, relationships didn't last, or they didn't end well because of the value I put upon them, Yeah. so yeah, those are two main things that I can I think about right now. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're definitely going to talk about the whole husband and father thing. So I'm going to put in, put in that for a second, but I wanted to circle back to what you mentioned about the finance mm-hmm. aspect with your mother and seeing how, you know, she spent money and just the mentality that that gave you. Yeah. What did it look like for you to be able to realize, oh, sorry, to realize that you had a false mentality and then to be able to overcome that? Was it an instantaneous? Was it kind of just a process through time. How how did that look for you? Uh, no, not instantaneously. Um, I would say when I really had a better perspective on how God wanted us to live, mm-hmm. and not how we lived our whole life yeah. through childhood. It was it was it was definitely being a part of that type of environment. You know, like coming to church and actually seeing entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. seeing people with their own businesses and, and doing well for themselves. I'm like, and hearing the saying that you're blessed to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, wow, you know, uh, we, you know, God does want to bless us. God does want to, you know, and, and people would think about the prosperity gospel, but you know, it's not about prosperity gospel. It's like, yeah, God wants to bless us, but we're not using God as a, as a genie, but God, he's, he's our heavenly father. So he wants to bless us. So right. yeah, having that mindset shift for me definitely was 
being around the environment of people who took God at his word okay. and, and it made an impact to say, okay, yeah, I do have to work hard because hard work, as the Bible says in Proverbs, says produces a profit. So mm-hmm. I do have to hard work, uh, work hard. You know, it's not like God's just going to hand it to us. You know, we have to earn it, but then God is going to have his hand of favor over it. Yeah. And so that's one thing that I can say, the environment around you makes an impact. True. So, so kind of being in a new uh, environment and atmosphere, seeing other people who were, who are being successful and, and we're seeing these blessings kind of mm-hmm. shifted your mindset to know that that can be you as well. Yeah. So with that, you also talked about, you know, the proverb and talking about having to work hard. So what kind of practical things did you start to implement into your life to to kind of not just have that mindset, but to live that mindset and not be chained to the the um, thought that, you know, you couldn't have you couldn't have good things. Uh, some practical things. I mean, is really just showing up. I mean, being consistent. You know, I worked hard as far as, you know, going to work daily, you know. Um, getting in a routine of like you know this is what it has to be for now yeah as far as building you know assets building whatever I needed uh, I would say to, to save at that point mm-hmm. so it's, it's really like I said it's being consistent uh, I think if you try to have the imagine of like the imagination of like I, I you know I just deserve more mm-hmm. now and, and you try to you know pursue these get rich quick <laughs> schemes that you know are really not like I said it's more of consistency of showing up every day to work and, yeah. and working at it and understand that God's going to bless that Yeah. Uh, so those are some, some things that I put into effect was just like I said showing up daily and uh, my hard work has paid off because you know people begin to notice that your bosses begin to notice mm-hmm. that and then they get to see that you're consistent that you're reliable they can trust you so that's when, of course, the the promotions come and all those different things. So, like I said, just be consistent where you're at. Amen. Okay. Okay. I hear you. So, so here you are. You've kind of yeah. been through this journey, and you've had this revelation, and and been enlightened, and you're no longer chained to thinking that, you know, you can only achieve, you know, a low level of of finances or success or whatever whatever mm-hmm. word you want to use. But you also talked about being a husband, and you mm-hmm. are a father. You have. Two uh, little girls and one son on the way. Yes. I'm excited for you. So, what do you think it looks like for you as a father uh, and a husband to be able to instill those same kind of concepts into the your kids, and so that they don't have those similar chains that they can actually, yeah. you know, start from where you are versus start where, where you were. Mm. Yeah. So going to going to even even that uh, for me growing up, I didn't have. A father, I would say my father was an alcoholic. So mm-hmm. um, my my stepfather, he was an alcoholic, and so I seen him very abusive with his words, uh, not really around. Um, so a lot of that again affected me to where I started to do those same things. Like I said, it changed. You start to do those same things in your my teenage years. I was doing that even up to my early twenties. I was still doing that type of stuff you know, drinking and partying and doing mm-hmm. all those things. But like I said, thank God he's the chain breaker. And that chain uh, broke off of me to where I can now teach my children what it is to be a father to them, mm-hmm. to love them, not only to provide for them because anybody can can provide for you, yeah. but to be actually 
there emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually, for your children. Yeah. So that's what I'm teaching my children now. It's not. It's not about giving them things. It's more about giving them me, giving them my love, yeah. giving them, you know, respect, giving them uh, just anything that a child really needs to be nurtured and, and, and yeah. as, as children. Yeah. So that changed a lot for me, I would say. That's that's amazing, and I, I love to hear you say that. You know, it it. There's so many people I think in the world that come from you know broken families mm-hmm. with, with their parents or with siblings or whatever the case is. But I love that you've been able to experience that and shift it for how you want to be a husband and father for your family. And it makes me think about you know my phrase for the year is and action, and it's pretty much has three three prongs of meaning behind it. But one of those prongs is that it's not just about you. It's not just yeah. about me. Mm-hmm. And so hearing you say that, you know, makes me think about just this concept that in you having this revelation and you changing your posture and you freeing yourself from the chains with the help of God, mm-hmm. you're now putting your children and your family in a better position as well. Yeah. It's not just about you. It's so much bigger. I think that's amazing. Yeah, so much bigger. Yeah. I mean, for God to free you from from these mindsets and from these chains, uh, yeah, it's always good to realize it's not just for you. Yeah. That it's going to be for the generation to come. Yeah. It's going to be for the people around you. It's going to be for family, friends, anybody you come in contact with you. That same uh, chain breaker wants to work through you mm-hmm. and, uh, and he wants to help set other people free. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I know, I know for me, it it's, I, so I think, I think we can have big and small chains, right? Mm-hmm. And, and chains that can be affecting us in a season or chains that really impact us for our entire life. Yeah. And I, you know, I think about for me, I went, when I was thinking back, just kind of over this concept and remembering the story, I was thinking back to how I was actually, I had a chain mentality whenever I was in college. Yeah. So very few people know this, but I actually barely graduated from college, right? So I graduated December, 2015 and I, uh, I, I took my finals. I walked across stage went on a trip to LA with my family right after I get this email from one of my professors and he was like, Hey Robert, give me a call. Here's my number. And he told me that I actually didn't pass the class. I I straight up failed the final and he did not feel comfortable giving me a passing grade. And I knew, I kind of knew this was coming on the back of my head because I had been pretty much like borderline failing all semester, but it was my last semester. It was just one class. I was like, you know what, whatever, whatever it takes to get me through. Well, I didn't, didn't do enough. <laughs> Anyways, he did something that I thought was so amazing, and I remember this. I think it, I, it's only the grace of God. He said, "Hey, I know you're you're you graduated, so I'm willing to give you a passing grade if you can do some test corrections and then you can showcase to me that you put some time into it to learn it. I'll give you that just the D, which is all I really needed to pass the class and to still be able to graduate." So. I, you know, I did that, did the test corrections, went back over the material, looked stuff up online, went through my notes, went through the textbook, all that kind of stuff, submitted it to him. Then we had a, a, a phone conversation and he explained some things to me, allowed me to ask questions, all this kind of stuff. And as I was going through it, I was just like, dang, if I would have put some time in up front, yeah. I actually could have passed this, not just this test, but this class with, you know, a, at least a B. Like it wasn't as hard as I was making it. Yeah. And I was like, dang, how did I get to this point? And I then I started to think back through my college career and I realized that my after the first semester of my freshman year, I was on academic probation because I had below a 3.0 GPA. So I was in danger of losing my scholarship. So I shifted my study habits and I retook some classes 
and I ended up getting a three, a 2.9 or 3.9 that, that semester, and then my GPA slowly went up and up every single semester, so I was very hopeful. But by the time I finished my sophomore year, I think my overall GPA was like a 2.8 or 2.9 or something. I was right on the brink of that 3.0, and so I ended up losing my scholarship, and I think I tried one more semester, and I still wasn't there, and so I lost hope. And so for like those last three semesters of college, I literally did not try anymore because in my mind, I was not good enough to get good grades. No matter what I did, it wasn't enough. And then I just stopped giving it my all and then found myself in that situation when I was graduating. And so I think it's so crazy how that that chain can come in so subconsciously where you don't even realize it's almost like you just slowly drift off into sleep. Yeah. And then you look up one day and it's like, whoa, how did I get here? And that's that's what I realized. And so for me, uh, the same way how we talked about you trying to instill those things in your children so that they don't have those negative mindsets as well. Like, that's what I want to do as well for, uh, you know, right now I don't have any kids, but for the for the people around me and some people who are listening. And then when I do become a father to let them know, like, hey, like, let's let's keep trying, because I think. I said in the episode, we get so caught up in the things from our childhood. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, by the age of nine, yeah. mm-hmm. we already have those habits and stuff. We think back to, oh, I wasn't good at reading when I was a kid. Oh, I wasn't good at math when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been broken up with 15 times. I'm not good at a relationship. Yeah. Oh, I got fired from my last job. I'm not a good employee. Or, oh, I, I didn't get the promotion. Or, oh, I didn't get the job, whatever the case is. But it's like, nah, those things happen, and it's true, and to be honest, it does suck when you have that rejection, but you can make a shift to yeah. not see it as a failure, but see it as a learning moment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not not let it have that pain tied to it where it keeps you from trying again in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So you talked about um, God being a chain breaker uh, for you, and um, I think he is for me too. Um, and you kind of talked about it a little bit, but what do you think, what kind of steps do you think it takes to really free yourself from that chain mentality? Like what are some practical things you, you, you advice you would give to other people? Uh, what advice I would give to other people, uh, for breaking chains, I think realizing that you are chained, realizing awareness, what, yeah. yeah, awareness to what chains are holding you back, you know, um, even looking back to childhood and seeing like, oh, you know, this is where this comes from or this is why I act this certain way. Mm-hmm. Certain things like that. Realizing it and then giving it to God and saying, God, I, you know, I know you're a chain breaker. Um, I want my mind renewed. I want these chains broken. So, you know, it's, like I said, it's real having awareness of those chains. And then also, again, the hard work produces profit. So mm-hmm. what is your part in it? Mm-hmm. You know, how can you make some changes? Can you you know, get out of this environment or could you uh, pl- make a budget plan for a monthly budget time? Mm-hmm. You know, what can you do and let God, you know, do the rest, but you have a part in, to, in doing and breaking those chains as well. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. So you said, you know, step one is being aware that you are chained, realizing yeah. that you have some kind of negative mentality or thing holding you back. Yeah. And then second address that by you know praying to god and letting him do what he needs to do but you also doing what you need to do yeah prayer without works is dead yes and this concept of you said it earlier being consistent and doing the practical things of like making the budget and 
and making the business plan or writing the draft or applying to the job, whatever. Or whatever. you, you want to be married, you know, learn what it is to be oh, a, sure. a, a husband, you know. Yeah. And things like that. You know, go to a marriage class. Yeah. You don't have to be married to be go to a marriage class, but you can learn now. True. Well, what does that look like? Like, is it weird to be not married and go to a marriage class? Isn't it mostly couples? No. I've seen people in there, you know, many times who are not married. Yeah. But what they're doing is they're sowing the seed. They're ready. Mm. They're ready to... Uh, be married so they said let me prepare myself yeah. as a husband you know so that I can treat my wife as she needs to be oh wow so the more you learn and the more you prepare yourself the better chance of success you're gonna have in marriage oh wow uh, just out of curiosity did, did you go before you were married or did you wait till you were married to go uh, I did I did not go before I was married mm-hmm. but we did me and my um, at the time um, I think we were just dating. We weren't even fiancés yet. Yeah, but we were dating, and um, we went to, you know, Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts, mm. which is a class oh, wow. that you kind of get to know each other a little yeah. bit more. They have some type of curriculum that you yeah. do together. Uh, but right there, just learning from what mm-hmm. the, the speakers were telling us mm-hmm. opened my eyes a lot. But also, not only that, um, like I said, there's, there's uh, classes that I went to before even dating that really talked about marriage. You know, talked about the responsibilities of a husband. Yeah. So I learned a lot in those classes myself. You know? Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. I think that's so cool, like, preparing before it comes, that concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, last thing as we wrap up the uh, the chained portion of, of today's episode, what? Uh, how do you think this being chained impacts your purpose, the purpose God has for you? Well, I think it, it impacts you uh, a whole lot because God doesn't want you chained. Mm-hmm. God wants you free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the more that you know that you are free and that you start walking in that freedom, the more you're able to attain everything that God has for you. Mm-hmm. You know, the plans, the dreams, the purpose, everything's going to work out for that. Because when you're walking in that freedom, people are able to see you, you know, live out your gifts and live out your talents in a way that's going to glorify God, and that's where God wants you. Mm-hmm. He wants you to be able to glorify Him in your finances. He wants you to be able to glorify Him in your marriage, in your, you know, being a father to your children. Because yeah. now people can see, like, man, that looks very free, mm-hmm. walking, you mm-hmm. know, in God's purpose and His design for yeah. your life. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Do you think that chains... I want to make sure I say this correctly. So when someone's chained, like, yes, you can picture, like, a literal like chain around their their wrist or their their leg or whatever chaining mm-hmm. them to something yeah. once they're free from that chain right god god's broken that chain for them and they're they're free from that they're no longer bound to it do you think that the chain so goes away like whatever that chain is whether it's a mindset whether it's a person whether it's failure whether it's temptation do you think that that just dissipates and they no longer experience that no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I definitely don't think that because uh, there's one who wants to chain you, and he's always gonna try to throw that bait out at you and, and put you back in those chains, like you said. And you might not even know, like, how did I get here? Yep. How did I get back to this place? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you gotta be very aware of what the things you've been chained to, and also be proactive to mm-hmm. to setting up. Um, I, I I would say boundaries mm-hmm. or. You know, to help you not fall back into that cycle, that yeah. chain. So, yeah, there is one who wants you 
you know, change. Got you. Because he don't want you to experience that freedom in Christ. Yeah, yeah. And so, so actually, I agree with that. And I think, so for those that might not know, uh, I mentioned that, that Ray was the um, the leader for the men's group that I joined. And we, we were doing a, a series called Maximize Manhood. And we read a series of nine books, right? Nine books. Yeah. And I, I want to say it was in the Power of the Potential book. He talked about being free. Mm-hmm. and Or maybe it was in the Sexual Integrity. Anyways, it was one of the Ed Cole books. And he was talking about how he had this revelation or one of his friends had this revelation of what freedom looked like. So many times we think that freedom is just like, okay, I'm free. Nothing's holding me back. Like I'm just walking and I'm just you know, kind of, you know, by myself. There's, there's no kind of hardship, adversity, temptation, whatever. Yeah. And he was like, no, because oh, specifically for the, the character in the story, he was saying that he had an addiction to pornography and he drove by, an adult video store and for a second for a moment he had the thought to go there because it was nobody would have known or whatever but he's like you know what i'm good and he kept driving and he said for him it was was a revelation that freedom isn't the isn't the absence of temptation or adversity or negativity freedom is that stuff still being around you but you choosing not to give in Mm, and when I first read it, I didn't fully get it, but I want to say a couple of days or weeks later, it kind of hit me and I saw the visualization of, say somebody's chained to whatever, you know, addiction or whatever mindset, it's literally walking with them. Like, it's almost like they're handcuffed together yeah. and they have to like check in with that thing at every point in their life. Oh, can I do this? Oh, can I do that? But whenever the chain's broken, it's like that thing could still be there because life is still life, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of if you drink, if you don't drink, there's still bars. Mm-hmm. Other friends might still drink. Or say you're abstaining from sexual marriage, like there's still going to be people who might be attracted to you or that you're attracted to or whatever it is. Like life is still life. Yeah. You have that opportunity, but in freedom, you're saying, nah, I'm good. Yeah. And choosing God. Yeah. And so I, I think that's a very important concept to realize here when we're talking about being unchained is that. It's not taking away that that hardship or that opportunity for negativity or that temptation, but it's you realizing, being aware that it's there, but turning the other way towards God and truly walking away from it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Just just weighing it, you know, realizing Mm -hmm. how much uh, life is uh, more enjoyable. Yeah. um, Being free rather than giving back into that temptation. Amen. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So we're going to shift gears a little bit and start talking about take four, which is titled Hidden Treasure. And so, again, if you didn't get a chance to check it out, it's still on YouTube and IGTV, Hidden Treasure, take four of Weekly Words 2020. Uh, But a quick recap. Again, I I talked about this story where my sister, she started planting these seeds at the beginning of 2020. And uh, she put them in a couple different pots. And one plant, you know, after a couple weeks, she started to see it, it, it sprout and she could see the the harvest and the in the seed so to speak um and then the other one she didn't see anything growing and she was like oh shoot like what's what's going on did i do something wrong you know a couple of weeks passed and she was actually about to throw that second plant away but one of her dogs accidentally knocked it over and then she saw that that plant had actually been growing and it was just as big if not bigger than the other one the only issue was the seed was so far down in the soil it couldn't reach it couldn't break the soil yet, so she didn't see it yet. And the, it was so funny because the moment she said that, I was like, "Oh shoot!" Like that's dope because I feel like we have these things, we have hidden treasures, hidden seeds in us mm. 
that you know we've been trying to groom or God's been trying to water, but we don't see the fruit of it, and so we think that it's not working, yeah. right? And that that's what the whole episode episode was about. Uh, Ray, I don't know if you want to kind of add any kind of summary to that or talk about any kind of hidden treasure that you found in your life or anything like that. But no, going back to that analogy, like um, about the plant and, and, you know, the seed and and it being rooted and not really seeing it, you know, flourish or blossom, you know, there's seasons in life. But looking at that, you can see God's operation, Mm -hmm. God's design, like just looking at a plant and how it is structured and, and how it takes growth and how the, the roots have to be planted deep down before mm-hmm. it even brought, uh, sprouts up and, and bears fruit. Like, that's God's design that we can look at and see ourselves and say, okay, so there's seeds in me. God has seeds within myself that he is allowing to grow deep, even ourselves growing deep before he sprouts us up and he lets, them, lets us blossom and bear fruit. So... Um, I like because Pastor Joe, you know, Pastor Joe always, uh, he's always saying that we have seeds of greatness mm-hmm. within us. And so weekly, you know, within the declarations that we do weekly, he always says that there are seeds of greatness within us. So understanding that there is gifts and there's talents within you that you may have not even scratched the surface. You know, they're still there um, that are still ready to be revealed. And I think about a, a sermon that he talked about a few years back and I, I can't remember if it was a sermon or part of his sermon, mm-hmm. but um, the question was asked, where can you find hidden treasure? Yeah. And he said uh, that someone had said, a cemetery, because there lies buried treasure, gifts and talents that were never developed and, and shared with the world. Um, and that's really people who, you know, talk, their, some, them, talk themselves out of, you know, fulfilling a dream or pursuing mm-hmm. a dream. You know, uh, and, and pursuing really, really going after the norm rather than s- stepping out of the uh, their comfort zone, mm-hmm. and then also people who are just too busy. Mm-hmm. You know, they they they're too busy with, you know, with life that they let opportunities pass them by that that can really, you know, again, uh, uncover that treasure that's ended inside of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that uh that concept of the the cemetery the graveyard having like the most treasure mm-hmm. is is yeah. just truly i guess powerful because it's in, on one hand it's like oh crap like that's that's so sad like this this untapped potential and then on the other hand it's kind of like motivational or encouraging to be like hey like let me make sure that in everything i'm doing i'm revealing this treasure that god has has placed in me yeah. and stuff because you never yeah. know never know what it is and it's funny because you had talked about it like uh the the seed like getting deeper like the roots getting deeper mm-hmm. and stuff in, in it and i think that like about that concept of sometimes you know maybe it's in you to be this amazing speaker or uh, this amazing teacher or this amazing professional or whatever the case is but you have to kind of grow into that yeah. It's not like just day one, boom, go. You have to kind of be groomed and be pruned if we're talking about the, the, the plant concept into that. And so I know I think about me. So one of the things that's like very prominent in my life is poetry. But it's funny because I didn't I didn't really step into that until I was 18. Right. 
And for the other, all those other years, I actually I really wanted so bad to be a singer, <laughs> but Ray, I cannot sing yeah. at all. Like my voice is for the shower and the shower only. <laughs> but um, I I really see that poetry is like a, a hidden was a hidden treasure in my life that I didn't know yeah. about, and I I kind of stepped into it very, in my mind, randomly and haphazardly, and not something that I was really trying to do. But I think there's moments like that for everybody. Yeah. And even if you didn't find it yet, like there's still so many more days in front of you where God has already aligned it to where you're going to find it when that timing is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to like still keep that faith. Don't throw the, pl- the, the pot away because you haven't seen anything. Keep watering it. Keep grooming it. Keep uh, sowing into it so that you can see it, it um, blossom one day. Yeah. Which... Kind of makes me think about, I brought up the point about the soil. So with my sister and her plant, the issue wasn't the, the, the plant and being able to grow. It was that it needed she needed to shift the soil around a little bit yeah. to, so she could see it. So I asked the question, what kind of soil do you think that people need to be in? Or that you, have you realized for you? And, you know, the soil can be your environment. It can be your, your mindset. We talked about the, you know, chain mentality. It can be what you're watching, your habits and stuff. Yeah. Talk to me about the soil in, in people's life. Yeah, we'll talk about the soil, but I want to I want to actually hear you sing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you actually don't trust me. You really don't. <laughs> you might have been, you know, just kind of talk yourself out of it. You might have a good voice and, and just maybe need to be trained in in, in, in your voice and be able to sing. I know enough people have told me, but I can't sing. So it's not just me. It's, well, it's, okay. it's a fact. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, even with that, thinking about, you know, you wanting to sing or have a desire to sing, maybe you you were, the thing is you were digging around that treasure. Yeah. It was just not the treasure you expected. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So it was just, you were still digging though. Yeah. You know, you really knew that you wanted to, you know, voice. It's Mm -hmm. still using that voice Mm -hmm. and you're doing that through poetry though. So it's like, it's a different treasure that you you found. And uh, I'm really glad because you're really good at poetry. (laughs) Thank you. But, uh. Ask the question one more time. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about uh, the soil in our lives. So what my sister had to do with the plant was shift the soil. So kind of what you were saying, I was digging for, mm-hmm. thinking one thing about singing my, with my voice, but it's more like speaking with my voice. Yeah. So what kind of soil is in our life, whether it be environment or mindset, that we need to change in order to see that hidden treasure God has placed in us? Yeah, um, So I wrote that I have some bullet points, and I think that number two, going into the soil, um, is it says the soil needs to be aerated. Mm -hmm. So it means getting air underneath that soil and things like that. So that means for me, I think about, you know, the people around you. Are they Mm -hmm. speaking life over you? Mm -hmm. Are they being negative? Uh, Are they saying you can do this or you can't do that? Yeah. You know, so I would say, you know, Moving that soil around is like moving people around, mm-hmm. uh, moving yourself from the environment. So, um, or even the activities that you're doing, whether you, you know you're on social media all the time and you're really, you know, not really, like I said, digging for your own gifts and talents, yeah. or working on your own gifts and talents and developing them. Rather, you're too focused on what others are doing. So I would say choose your friends and your environments and activities wisely. Okay. How, how have you done that in your life? Like, have you had to remove some people or add some people to your life? Uh, yeah, uh, I definitely have. I think, you know, once I uh, 
once I became Christian and God really started working in me, I had to remove myself from environments that I felt were not going to allow me to reach my fullest potential. So, you know, I removed my, myself from, you know, bars and removed myself mm-hmm. from, you know, uh, you know, people who may have been negative, even sometimes family, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. family could be negative as well and, or, or have this, um, mindset, you know, and that could uh, affect you, but just getting around people who are going to influence you and push you mm-hmm. into the right, into the right direction to where you're able to discover each of your gifts and your talents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I, for me, I haven't, I don't know that I've, and maybe I'm guys making me forget, but I don't know that I've actively removed people from mm-hmm. my life, but I know that I've actively added people to my life Yeah, no, and, definitely. and like change my sphere of influence of people that I go to advice to make sure that I'm seeking godly wisdom and I'm, I'm, you know, doing things of, of good morals and stuff, things that's going to better me for my future. Uh, but I do think about one thing that I have actively removed from my life and that's just the, the like the type of music that I listen to mm-hmm. and just, you know, cause music is a, is a great thing, but I think there's just some music that just seems like it's, it's stuck, stuck in so much negativity and so much cursing and just like explicit language and, while in the moment it doesn't necessarily seem like it's doing that much, I just really felt like it was. Maybe it wasn't hindering me, but it wasn't. It wasn't helping me either. Yeah, no, music has a great <laughs> influence. I mean, you ever try to go to the gym and you know work out and you're like listening to the wrong music? Yes, and, you're and, not, you're and so working. you're not even even motivated yep. to work out, but you start putting in those that music that you know is going to get you pumped up. Yep. And, and all of a sudden you're working out, you're beast mode. Yep. You know, so music has an uh, impact because it, it's it's not only going into your ear, it's going deep within mm-hmm. you. So yeah, having uh, to change the music and, and what, what you're listening to, or, uh, listening to or what you're viewing, you know, definitely has an impact mm-hmm. because all that right there, again, could go back to the change that we were just talking about not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to reach your potential. You want for God to bring those gifts and them talents out. And the only way you're going to be able to do that if you're, again, being around the right people, the right environments, and doing the right activities. Got you. Yeah. And I know you had like a, you, the analogy you were talking about with the, the three steps or whatever. Can you elaborate on that? Like what it's meant to answer and what it looks like? Yeah. So thinking about, you know, the process of growth within a plant. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I thought with my three steps was the sun. You know, the sun gives light and it gives life to the plant. And so when I think about us, I think about God. God's son gives light and life to us. So that means that, you know, it starts with a relationship with Jesus, you know. Uh, it starts with a relationship, an authentic uh, turn from your ways to God's ways and, and giving it, um, giving and surrendering yourself to Him. And that means allowing yourself to grow and to be pruned and to let the roots, uh, the roots grow down deep and, um, um, so yeah, that's that's one thing is, is making sure that Jesus is gonna be the son of your life. He's mm-hmm. the one that's gonna give you life and light, and that's gonna be the the one that's gonna direct your path. Uh, for number two, we talked about it. It was the the soil, you know, removing people and shifting things, and you know, letting the the air be aerated inside, shifting the soil around. And number three, um, it's that plants need water to absorb nutrients uh, from the soil. So. When I think about water, I think about God's word because God's word is the thing that's going to water you and purify mm-hmm. you as even it says, I believe in Hebrews 10, 22. Um, so that's what you need. You need God's word mm-hmm. uh, daily um, 
to to be able to cleanse you. Sometimes God's word is going to be a time of where you're going to be refreshed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's going to be a time of conviction. Sometimes it's going to be a time of just bringing you joy, um, mm -hmm. um, helping you through a tough season. So God's word is definitely what you're going to need in the, in the right time. So making sure that yeah. you're reading God's word yeah. daily. Yeah. I think that's so good, Ray. You talked about the, the sun, the soil, and the water, the things that the plant needs in order to survive and how that correlates to the Son of God, you know, making sure we're shifting our soil and, and getting God's word. And I want to point that out. Like in the story that I talked about with my sister, she still gave the plant sunlight. She still watered it every day, and it mm -hmm. still was in that soil. Mm -hmm. So it was still growing even though she didn't see it. So in that same, that same light, if we're continuously seeking relationship with God, if we're continuously being mindful of the people that's around us and, and the soil, the environment that we're in, and we're continually watering ourselves with the word of God, we're giving ourselves everything that we need, mm -hmm. and God's able to do that work on the inside. And yeah. so I want to encourage anybody who has been doing these things, and maybe you, you haven't seen the fruit, right? Maybe you haven't seen yourself get the job. You haven't seen the promotion. You haven't seen the degree. You haven't seen the relationship. You haven't seen the success or whatever it is that you're at, you've been asking God for and you've been trying to be consistent in. Be encouraged knowing that there very well could be this treasure hidden inside of yeah. you that's just waiting to break free. And it yeah. could just be, you could be right there on the verge. Keep being consistent, keep being diligent, and keep following this plan that Ray has laid out uh, in your life so that you can actually see that treasure sprout and see it blossom and see what God really has intended for you to achieve in life. Yeah. Yeah, the, like going back to the design that God's created, we can always view his design and creation and see what he does for us. For some of us, it may it be, may be a season of really going through a lot of development that God's really trying to do for us so that we can sustain what he has for us in the future. Um, that goes back to, I think it's the bamboo tree, I'm believing. Mm -hmm. But it takes five years yep. before yeah. it sprouts. Yeah. That's it's, amazing. That's yeah. crazy. But the roots are going down so deep so that when it sprouts, it's able to sustain, you know, its height. Exactly. So thinking about yourself, you know, if you're in that season and you're not seeing anything, just know that God's doing something. He's doing something underneath the soil so that when you do spring forth and when you do blossom, you're going to be able to sustain the status, the level, wherever, and still give God glory. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's the bamboo. Um, yeah. That's, that's so good. And as we start to wrap up, I do want to just talk about the, the, you know, the concept of our treasure being there to be able to help others as well. And so, I think about in my life, you know, the different people that have been inspirational, you know, if we want to talk about, you know, pastors and, and preachers, you know, preachers like Pastor Joel and Pastor Michael Todd, who are continuously being consistent and sharing what they've learned in their life, which has helped me understand God even more. Mm -hmm. I think about other people who have just inspired me in terms of like their, their work ethic, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, recently we, we lost Kobe Bryant, but like there's his legacy is just so great where people are still being inspired by his work ethic and yeah. stuff too. The treasure that was in his life, yeah. God was able to use it to impact others. And so I think it's important that we never minimize what our treasure is because a treasure is still a treasure, mm -hmm. right? Like it's, it still has like this value beyond comparison and you never know how that's going to impact the people around you, the people after you, the people who listen to you, people who see you, whether it's daily, whether it's one time, like whatever it is, like your treasure has has 
the potential to impact the world. Yeah. You never know how, how big that can be. So, yeah. Yeah, thinking about that again, even thinking about biblically, you know, you have uh, someone like Paul, you know, being a, a, a mentor to, to, to Timothy or mm-hmm. um, Elijah from Elijah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people that God's going to use you and your gifts and your talents to impact others so that they can go forth and do more than what you've done. Exactly. You know, like King David to King Solomon. You yep. know, all those different people who were connected in a way where God was able to use their gifts, their talents, and then to be able to to pass it on to the next generation or to someone else to where they can go out and do more. Mm-hmm. Even looking at Pastor Joe, mm-hmm. his father, you know, started Lakewood Church. Started, just 90 people. You know, just 90 people being faithful for 13 years before they even start to see growth. Mm-hmm. You know, here goes again, you know, waiting in the waiting yeah. season yeah. and just being committed and faithful to they started seeing growth. And then, of course, Pastor John went to go be with the Lord and, and Joe is now, you know, preaching in the biggest church in America, mm-hmm. you know, the gospel and, and it's going around the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, I'm grateful to be a part of that. But what I'm saying is that those seeds are there planted, you know, and it sometimes it's going to be a season before you see anything. Um, and then, like you said, it's to help others. Again, we can go back to uh, a certain type of tree that God's created. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a tree that they grow really big and, 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 uh, and they're not, they're not thick or anything. They're very tall trees, but um, underneath the roots are tangled together. Mm-hmm. So they even say that like if there's a fire, like it would, it, they wouldn't burn because when one is like sick, if one of the trees like sick or one of the trees like on fire, they send everything through the roots mm-hmm. to that one part mm-hmm. to, to be able to sustain it. Mm-hmm. So again, it's not only for yourself, it's about the people that you're yep. doing community. life with and the community you're in and you're planted with. So yeah. again, God's showing us how he works and his design to Yes, yes. Like all this stuff is connected and aligned. It's, it's yeah. so amazing. It's so amazing. Uh, and, and, and one thing that you, you mentioned, um, Paul, from, from the Bible. And one of the things that always inspires me about him is that, you know, he was someone who, from, from what history tells us, is like he wasn't a very good speaker or something. So that's yeah, why he was, yeah. he, he was writing a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy how in that moment I can easily see how he thought that that was like a deficiency for him. And maybe yeah. people didn't look too highly of him. But now, like thousands of years later, we're still reading, reading. his words because we don't have, you know, yeah. anything else. So again, like to the, that concept of like you're, you're treasured, like never minimize it because mm-hmm. you never know how it's going to be impactful today, tomorrow or any other day exactly yeah I, I don't know what uh, part in the Bible I know of course it's New Testament with Paul but Paul writes on there as far as like yeah I can't speak like <laughs> such and such you know mm-hmm. who's a great speaker mm-hmm. you know I can't do that but I can I have the gift of writing yeah and uh, he does you know and, and uh, like you said we are we can't the people that he was talking about having the real nice way to give a sermon uh we're not hearing their sermons no more, but we're reading the word that he yeah, left us. Yeah, exactly. It's so, crazy. Yeah, embrace your treasure. So... To wrap everything up, guys, you know, be sure to just unchain yourselves and, and be aware of, of any kind of chain mentalities you might have had and realize that God has putting put a hidden treasure in you and it's our 
it's our job to find uh, what that is right so let's keep moving forward in that ray i want to thank you for joining me today i've really enjoyed this conversation it means a lot that you're here and i know that when people listen to this episode they're gonna like it as well yeah no i really appreciate it It was fun um better than i could expect it you know uh this is my like one i would say this is my first podcast so yeah i really enjoyed it awesome i hope to maybe uh, come on again oh for sure for sure got some things planned in the future that i will reveal in the future <laughs> but just be on the lookout but all right guys so thank you again for tuning in uh just some housekeeping notes uh thank you for checking out weekly words extended podcast our next episode will be uh in march towards the end of the month you'll see that on march the 30th uh, but be sure to check out Weekly Words on YouTube or IGTV. Our next episode will be airing on March the 11th and March 25th. Feel free to reach out to me via email or social media. That's weeklywordsrt at gmail.com. Again, that's weeklywordsrt at gmail.com. Or on Twitter and Instagram at Slightly Poetic. That's at S-L-E-I-G-H-T-L-Y-P-O-E-T-I-C. Slightly Poetic. All right, it's been real. I hope you have a great day and stay inspired.